This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. My name is Deborah Fitzgerald, editor of the Peninsula Pulse. And today I have two guests in our 6x6 podcast studio in Bailey's Harbor. The first one is Lisa Kogan-Praska. She's the CEO of the Boys and Girls Club of the Bay and Lakes region. And Chelsea Doms, who is the Director of Programs and Operation for the Boys and Girls Club of Door County. Welcome to you both. Hello. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. So I just have to ask this question because it's that time of year. How many mayflies or lake flies (laughs) did you have to dodge before you came into the office? Clouds. Yes. Right. (laughs) And you probably don't have those down in Sturgeon Bay, right, Chelsea? I mean, we're right on the, I live in Algoma, so I'm right on oh, the lake. Oh, you're in Algoma, so, so we have you tornado get them too? clouds. Okay. And, See, now I'm on the other side. I'm on the bay side in Sevastopol, and we don't have these. Mm. So really, it's, you know, the nicer side. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not oh, going to start that. Yes. Say, right. <laughs> right. So now, Lisa, you're in Green Bay. Do you have mayflies in Green Bay? I did not experience any Mayfly. I have experienced them, but not in Green Bay. Okay, well, see, well, welcome to Mayfly. It is, it is the month of the Mayfly. Although people are asking me, is it Mayfly or is it Lakefly? So that's not mm-hmm. really determined as of yet. But anyway, we're not here to talk about flies. <laughs> so we are here to talk about a change that has taken place just this year, a merger that took place on March 1st, and that is when... At that time, the Boys and Girls Club for Green Bay, correct, Um, merged with the Boys and Girls Club of Door County, and Shawano County was also in that. Well, why don't you talk a little bit about that, Lisa? Absolutely. And March 1st was a really exciting day for us. So the Boys and Girls Club of Green Bay, which already included the Boys and Girls Club of Shawano, we had already been together, merged, and officially came together with the Boys and Girls Club of Door County, forming the Boys and Girls Club of the Bay and Lakes region. Okay. So now I understand that you are now one of the region's largest youth development agencies, serving some 3,000 children annually. Yes. So it's a fantastic footprint and really the ability now to be across three communities in Northeast Wisconsin is so meaningful. Okay. So I imagine that there are probably a lot of advantages to merging organizations that have very similar missions, very similar focuses, and maybe scant resources. So can you talk a little bit about the reasons why the merger was a great idea? Absolutely. So when you look at our organizations, all three organizations laser focused on delivering exceptional care to kids and providing the highest quality programs. But like any nonprofit, where nonprofits struggle is infrastructure, bench strength. So by coming together, you can really maximize those resources, the things around human resources, finance, marketing, development, so that we can put even more focus and energy on serving the kids and not trying to spread ourselves too thin to try to make sure that we're making all of our needs be met. Okay. Now, I understand that the identities of the different organizations are still being preserved and maintained. So the services, of course, are still being provided locally, and that would be important to have those identities. Chelsea, you've been, as the Director of Operations and 
programs, programs mm-hmm. and operations. You've been with your organi- local organization for four years. So you've seen some pretty dramatic changes over the past few years, and especially the tragic death of Eric Blumreich, who was the last CEO or executive director yep. of the Boys and Girls Club. And he died unexpectedly. We had him on the podcast, I think, maybe a week prior to his his tragic death. I mean, everybody was shocked. Mm-hmm. And I understand that he was already, just within a couple of months, doing some really spectacular things for the local you know, organization. So interestingly enough, he was a fantastic guy all around, but he really started our conversations with Green Bay prior to his passing, really connected us to try to work smarter, not harder, and connect on some programmatic level, um, some funding level. So it's almost like, you know, he kind of set that course for us. And it was a really smooth transition when we started asking Green Bay for some assistance in that realm so that we could just keep doing what we do the best, right? We serve children amazing, amazingly. Our staff is fantastic, but we really needed some extra strength in that area of managing our finances and and things like that so we could do what we do well. And Green Bay came in so phenomenally and so willing to help and pick up in some of those pieces so we didn't really have to falter and we could keep serving kids without a a missed beat. Right. And so then, so his legacy is living on. I mean, that's really interesting that he started these conversations and then it happened. And and I think anybody who has belonged to a nonprofit organization that has a board and it's so hard finding people to remain in those executive positions, you know? And so when you have to focus on job searches all the time. Yeah, you're not focusing on on what you're you're supposed to be doing. So let's talk about what it is that you do, what you're supposed to be doing when you're serving children. And let's just do a brief overview. Like what do you do in Door County for boys and girls? Yeah, so really when you strip everything back, we offer a safe, supportive environment for kids to come after school and during summer, during our summer camp, to explore the county, to get a meal, to have mentorship opportunities with our fantastic staff, and build some really amazing, everlasting friendship with peers. On top of that, we're able to work with community partners to provide some really wonderful enrichment opportunities through program and other avenues of exploration. Every day we see about 80 to 90 kids in the after-school program. We have about 140 enrolled right now. Wow. Is that big? It is. is. Okay. We are climbing back out of our, you know, COVID numbers. So our goal was 140 this fall, and we've reached that. So we're really excited to be able to serve that many kids. Do you have capacity to serve even more of that? Do you have to ever turn away kids? So right now, we have enrolled for our summer program. We have 150 was our goal for that. We have about 160 enrolled in our summer camp. And we are capped. We have a handful of spots in that teen center age, so 11 to 13. To We're really hoping you know, to maximize that number. Few spaces left, but we do unfortunately have a wait list right now. As you know, Door County, it's, it's really hard to find good child care and, mm. and places for kiddos to go. But yeah, we're, we're pretty much full right now. Okay. And so that's what, so children from what age to what age, and do they stay with you all day? 
Yeah, so it looks a little different fall and summer. Okay. We serve six-year-olds to 13-year-olds. In the summertime, we're open 7.30 to 5.30. So a full-day program, and they're receiving breakfast, lunch, and snack, lots of enrichment, field trips, so many great opportunities. And then in the after-school program, we serve that same age demographic, six-year-olds to 13. And they come in from anywhere from 2.45 and roll in until about 3.30, and then they'll stay with us till 6.30. Okay. We do serve meals four days a week as well during the after-school program. Okay. How many staff members do you have to do all of that? It's a really good question. We have about 14 to 15 staff members kind of doing a little bit of everything, leading group and making meals and supporting other staff. So in the summer, that amps up. We have more capacity to serve more children in the summertime. So we have about 20, 25 staff members during summer. Okay. So now, Lisa, do the programs look similar across the the whole organization? They really do. So we have pillars of excellence, if you will, around academic mentoring, mental health, workforce readiness, career development, healthy lifestyles, those things. And those are pretty mirrored based on age groups, right? So in Green Bay, we tend to serve not only some of these younger kiddos, but also teens and tweens. And in Shawano and in Door County, we tend to focus more on those younger kids. Okay. So it's just a, it's just a matter of which of the menu of programs that you offer that you're offering at the different... Exactly, exactly. And certainly trying to, you know, but I think all kids get aspects of that. So even with our younger kiddos, even though we're not doing, you know, really teens to work or a job placement program, we are doing career exploration. We are doing kind of setting that stage and helping them start to think about the future. So we try to make sure that we're weaving all of those pillars into the work we do across our communities. Okay. Now, does this cost parents money? I'm ignorant of how the structure works. Our fall program cost about $36 for that after-school program, which essentially, nope, the whole program. So essentially it's about a dollar a week is what it breaks down to. And then our summer program is $45 a week and it caps at two family members. So total you'd be paying maybe $90. We're really lucky to have generous donors that provide scholarship funding so that we are able to provide those services to families that cost and socioeconomic isn't a a barrier. Okay. So is there a certain socioeconomic profile that, or is it any family, any child? Really any family, any child. And, you know, club is for all kids. When you think about what we offer, there's not a child that can't benefit from enriching experiences, from caring adult mentors. That being said, we want to make sure that it is accessible for every child. So we never want financial constraints to be a barrier to coming to clubs. So even if that $36 was too much, we would make sure that we waive that because we want to make sure that kids can get what they need when they need it close to home. Okay. Now, one of the things that I know, and you have mentioned this, Lisa, that improved mental health is one of the things that you're focusing on. That's one of your pillars. And can you talk a little bit about how much of of that is going on in Dora County? Absolutely. And I will say, the American Academy for Pediatrics and others have talked about there's a mental health crisis for kids coming out of the pandemic, especially. It was bad before the pandemic. We were already at crisis levels and it's been exasperated to a level that I don't think anyone really could have anticipated or experienced. And just to, in, you know, to emphasize that point, I had just seen NBC News did an interactive map and it was based upon, you know, some research from the CDC. And it basically 
showed the suicide rates for different counties in Wisconsin and actually all over the country. But of course, I was looking at Wisconsin and in Door County between 2011 and 2020. So this is all pre-pandemic. There were 28 suicides. So that is about, what, two a year almost, which I don't know for a rural place like Door County, you know, even one is too many. But I imagine that that is even, we're going to see higher statistics because that just is pre-pandemic. But that's just to emphasize the point that you were talking about, Lisa, that this was a problem before, you know, COVID hit. And so before COVID hit, you know, club has always been a place that we focus on emotional health. And we look at those preventive factors that are going to help kids thrive and give them the skills, those life skills. Since the pandemic, we've had to lean much more into mental health services and support. So we, we say all the time, little things now bring big emotions. And we're mm. seeing it every day. And it's showing up in behaviors. And it's showing up in mental health concerns. So our role now is not only preventative, but it's also what can we do on site. And we've recently integrated and partnered to bring therapists on site at club to make sure that for um, kids that need that more intensive support, we're able to offer that. That being said, we're not a counseling agency and that's not our goal, but it's how do we keep kids safe? Some kids even just need one or two sessions. There may be something situational going on either at home or at school. And if we can be there and provide that support, then that's something that's going to get them the care that they need right away. This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by Door County Medical Center. Are you looking for a job in Door County with excellent benefits, culture, and potential for advancement through tuition reimbursement programs? Door County Medical Center is hiring. For more than 75 years, Door County Medical Center has been the leader in health and wellness for Door and Kewanee counties. Their integrated medical center provides a wide range of specialties, including primary care, behavioral health, general surgery, the Women and Children's Center, the Door Orthopedic Center, the Door County Cancer Center, and more. To join the team, apply today at dcmedical.org careers. That's a really interesting point. I happened to be talking with a former art school teacher. She worked in the Milwaukee school system, and she lives up here now, and we were talking about something different. But she was telling me that her job for the school system as an art teacher was to provide a therapeutic kind of art. And so children would be sent to her for 15 or 20 minutes and whatever they wanted to do, if they wanted to work with clay, if they wanted to do paints. And she would just let them do whatever they wanted to do for 15 to 20 minutes. She said that's all it took. And then they would go back to their classrooms and they were fine. She said after the pandemic, because she was dealing with elementary school children, These kids just didn't understand at all, like how to navigate these emotions that they're having. I mean, even as adults, we don't really always know how to navigate emotions. So in a way, I'm just so heartened to hear that children are being taught about emotions and taught these things that I know I certainly was never taught about, you know, when I was in school. I could not agree more. And I think that is one of the wonderful things that clubs does is it really helps kids learn how to express themselves, find their voice. You talked about art and I think we do some incredible, Door County just blows it away when you look at their rich art programs that they offer. But there's so much more to art than just art, right? There's the creative side, but there's the problem solving side. There's the social emotional side. There's that finding my voice and having something to say side. So the way we can integrate that into all of what a kid needs 
is it's fun and yet it's also functional. And mm-hmm. that's so important. Okay. Now, Chelsea, what would you say is one of the primary focuses for programs and operations in Door County right now? Or this summer, would you say? Like, what do you have lined up for the summer? When does summer school start for kids? So our summer camp starts June 13th. Okay. So right around the corner, yeah. <laughs> uh, about a month away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So we're really lucky to be in Door County and have such amazing partnerships. So not only are we focusing on arts and STEAM and rec opportunities where we're learning, you know, teamwork and and character building skills, we're also partnering with a lot of community partners to provide many experiences. So this year, really exciting. We have a camp within a camp. So our kids get to go to Crossroads for a whole week Mm. and adopt an acre and really look and explore the outdoors and count the trees and all the bugs and what a some, cool concept oh it's it's amazing crossroads has been an amazing partner throughout the years and this year we're just kind of tweaking that program so all age groups get to experience crossroads mm-hmm. so on top of that there's a watershed program that we're doing with the maritime museum we are doing a cardboard or grotto with the the maritime museum where the teens get to build their own boats other partnerships with the ymca we're able to go in and utilize their gym and some facilities there. Just really a whole plethora of opportunities. The Historical Society is putting on a program for us. So our theme is Passport to Exploration. So kids are able to really explore not only, you know, different cultures and communities, but really our backyard here in Door County. There's so many great opportunities. Right. And and I think that kids do need to be taught that, right? Because it is just normal for them. I mean, I've said (laughs) this on the podcast before, that before I, you know, moved here, I used to camp here all the time and now I never camp anymore. I mean, because you just get used to it and you don't recognize, especially if you're a kid and you're growing up here, you don't have that context of how unique the the natural world is up here. Absolutely. So to be able to show them, you know, and be able to have them explore that, that sounds like a really fabulous program. Yeah. Every Thursday we are going to a different either park or some sort of outdoor activity. We have an on-staff lifeguard, so we're able to really explore those different county parks and get out in Cedar County a little bit. Right. A little so, bit more. so are the organizations, Lisa, able to inform each other? Like as you look at what the Door County operation offers and Shano and Green Bay, I mean, are they learning things like, oh, that's really cool. We should be doing that. So much. And I'll say that <laughs> okay. was even as we were coming together, it was evident from the first time we toured Door County that this was an incredibly high performing club. Like we walked through and we were like, wow, <laughs> this is amazing. And we were leaving with like, oh, we should take that back. That's a great idea. So we are able to learn and grow together and even talk about could we have field trips and share experiences. We recently had uh, all staff where we're bringing all of our teams together and we're spending thoughtful time together, really sharing ideas, getting to know one another. So Definitely the impact is going to span more than just in each community, but it's really going to bridge that whole region. Okay. Now, do you have to adhere to the same kinds of child care standards, like the ratios for teachers and students and that kind of thing, or is it different? So BGCA has definite best practices that they put out there and really, really rigorous safety standards as well. So where we're not state regulated, we do have ratios that we maintain. We have rigorous safety standards, as I mentioned, that we make sure to make sure that every child at club 
is safe. And we also have best practices around learning and what programs should look like to make sure that the experiences are rich and meaningful for every child. I know that in the child care industry, they have a very, very difficult time recruiting staff and retaining staff. So what is the situation with the club? Yeah, it can definitely be a hurdle for us as well. I think we are so lucky to have some staff that have had some length that have have worked with us four, five, even 10 years that have stayed with us. But it's also a really great place for staff to come and get their feet wet with learning about child development, youth development programs. And we get a lot of teachers, student teachers. We get a lot of staff that are from internships and different programs like that. We work really well with the Economic Development Center through their Youth Apprentice Program and get some of those older high school students that are able to kind of see Hmm, what is social work like or what is teaching like and really our way to kind of bridge that opportunity as we aren't serving high schoolers right now but it's a great way to kind of give back to the community offer them a really great safe place to work and explore what that career might look like too okay so then they are getting a glimpse even at 13 years of age of maybe what future careers are out there or what things are in the workforce Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, for our tweens and teens, younger teens that are in club, definitely kind of exposing them to some different career opportunities and having them learn. And then for our youth apprentices that tend to be a little bit older, they're able to start to get some of those practical skills, right? And start to put those to work and say, do I want to do something in youth development? Could I be a teacher? Or do I want to look at a career that would, you know, that I'd be around kids? That's a great learning opportunity, plus a great resume builder. (laughs) Okay. Now, I don't have children. I have stepchildren who are adults and they have their own children. So, however, I don't know what parents' options are for the summer. So, do they have to put them in childcare for the entire summer, just like they do during regular times. And, and what other options are there outside of the Boys and Girls Club? Yeah, I think we partner really well with the YMCA. I know that the Sturgeon Bay School District has a morning summer school program. So we're really being able to offer that wraparound kind of continuous care. So after their summer school, they can come to us as well, get lunch, and then carry on with the programs that we're running too. So there are some different opportunities, not as many as we could hope to have in North County for sure. Right. Yeah. But you work together so that you know what times there is a gap for care. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And I imagine that works across the spectrum in Green Bay as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Really, collaboration is at our core. And Mm so we partner with other youth-serving organizations as well to say, how can we create a richer experience for families? And I just wish when my son was younger that I would have known that club would have been an option because for a parent, that's such a challenge, especially during the summer, is how do I keep them engaged? How do I keep them motivated? I don't want them to just be hanging out playing video games all day. I don't want them to be bored. I want them to be learning, but I also want them to be having fun Mm because that's a huge part of summer. Yeah, I think especially for that 11 to 13 age group, they could stay home, Mm. but maybe they're not quite ready. Giving them a space where they can come, still have a great summer, so much fun, hang out with their friends, you know, in a really safe environment is really exciting. Some of them could possibly, you know, that 13 age group could stay home, but they're choosing. They're really choosing to come to club. Hmm. So I think that's really a testament to the staff that's able to provide that programming for them. Okay. So now the kids, they do form relationships 
absolutely. Yep, they've got some some really great friends, and it's fun to see how they've kind of developed those friends. I've been there for just four years, but you know they've started in the fifth grade room, and they're hanging out with their buddies and in the eighth grade, you know, pods and things like that. So pretty cool to watch that grow. Okay, well, it sounds like the merger has been really nothing but a good thing in terms of keeping programs going locally at the various organizations and then providing that overlay of administration and finance. Lisa, do you spend, how do you work your role like between the three different areas? Absolutely. I'm usually up here at least one day a week, sometimes more. And then other folks from Green Bay are also up here. So we're really trying to integrate. And a big part of integrate is spending time together and getting to know one another. And then the Door County team is also spending time in Green Bay. And Shano is being part of that as well. So we're really looking for how do we learn? How do we grow together? But I have loved getting to know the community and to be part of the community and looking forward to much more of that. Okay. Are there any challenges that people should be aware of that you're trying to work out? Because Always, when you have mergers, there are some bumps. But have there been any, and are there any? I think one interesting thing is, you know, yes, we got we joke that we got married on March first, yeah. but we were dating for a long time before that, and right, okay. we were engaged, so we had a chance to work out a lot of those bumps. And and you're right, absolutely, just getting to know one another and figuring out processes. But it's really been a lot easier. I think, you know, mm. once we finally officially got married, I think it even made things easier because yep. we weren't trying to kind of operate in two different operating systems and that sure. kind of thing. Okay. So now everything is joined together for good and for bad. <laughs> for better or for worse. Exactly. <laughs> for better or for worse. That, that, those are the words. That's what I was looking for. And richness, I guess. Yes, yes, yes. Do you have, um, so fundraising must be a big, big part of your organization. Do you have a whole separate fundraising arm of the organization or is it everybody? Well, it is. I always say it's a team sport, so mm-hmm. everybody's involved in it, but we do have a development team that's focused. And as a matter of fact, we are recruiting for an advancement officer in Door County oh. because we really want someone who is connected and local to the community. So that's an opportunity that if anyone hears this and is interested, we'd love to talk to them about. How should you get in touch with you, Lisa? Website. Okay. <laughs> has the information on our website and they could certainly either just send a note or apply would be great to learn more. Okay. What is your website? Do you know that off the top of your head? It's www.bgcdoorcounty.org. Okay. So if you have any interest in that position, is there anything else that you would like to talk about that we haven't hit? I think one thing I'd just like to mention, because I think it's so important, is you had talked on the amount of change that Door County has been through. And I will say the one thing that I have found really just overwhelming is how well they have weathered that change. And that is because directly because of the talents of the team and the investment and support of the community and the board. And I don't think that that can be really minimized because Mm. an organization that typically would go through that level of change, you would expect there to be then bumps in the way that we're delivering care to kids or, and there isn't. So I think that's just such a huge testament to how Door County is pulled together, how Door County has said club is important and we want to make sure that it's here every day for our kids. So just kind of a giant thank you to say, thank you for investing in club. And we're so excited for where we're going to go together next. All right. Well, I think that's an excellent way to leave it. And I just want to thank both of my guests, Lisa 
Kogan Pasca. She's the CEO of the Boys and Girls Club of the Bay and Lakes region, which is a brand new name <laughs> after the merger. And then Chelsea Doms, who you'll see in Sturgeon Bay always. <laughs> uh, she is the Director of Programs and Operations. So thank you both for uh, battling the mayflies on the way in <laughs> and coming and talking with us today. And you're listening to the Dora County Pulse podcast. My name is Deborah Fitzgerald. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com slash shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.